The Movie Bar Podcast. Now it's time for the feature presentation. Enjoy the show. Aloha and welcome to the feature presentation presented by The Movie Bar. The movie podcast exploring timeless classics that have stood the test of time and those who have not. Let's start the show. I am your host, John. And I am joined by my best friend. I'm Justin. This week, we're going to discuss 51st Dates, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. Aloha, Justin. How are you doing this week? Oh, shut up with your aloha bullshit. Quit pandering. Well, we, we got to wish Mongo a very happy birthday. His birthday is this Sunday. So, happy birthday, Daddy. Aww, happy birthday, Mongo. Like he fucking listens to this. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, brother. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Um, so, as you can see, I have GameStop listed in the discussion. Sure. Friday, we went to Providence Place because Hunter was singing the national anthem with his school at the Providence Bruins game. So we went a little early and we went to GameStop. Mm -hmm. Guess what GameStop sells now? Uh, They added a whole lot of things to this. Well, they started selling fucking movies again. Oh, that's good. Best Buy's out. GameStop's back in. So for oh, those of you that that might not remember, years and years ago, probably about a decade ago, GameStop sold and bought and sold movies. And, and then they made John's favorite store. Then they made the mecca of all movie stores, Movie Stop, which they eventually sold off to a private company and shortly thereafter was sold to Hastings and eventually shut down. Now, when we lived together, that was a daily stop for us, at least for me. Um, Go in, see what new movies came out, you know, find some old movies. When I got rid of my DVD collection and switched to Blu-ray, our buddy fun days would involve going to movie stop and trading in a bunch of movies and buying a bunch of movies. And sadly, when the one in Dedham closed, I was heartbroken. But hey, we still had North Attleboro. Even though I lived in Dedham at the time, we would travel to North Attleboro and do the same thing. And then eventually they all closed. So I was kind of furious to see movies and GameStop again. But they only had like four movies for sale. Mario, Barbie, um, Oppenheimer. Like it was new releases. So be interesting to see how this plays out over the next couple months. But yeah, that's my gripe. Um, did you happen to catch any clips of SmackDown last week? No. Not so, really. So, continuing our discussion on this whole rock drama, he's now officially a heel, joined the bloodline with Roman, 
But then when they did their little point and acknowledge thing, he put up an L. <laughs> like, loser. Yeah, and everybody was saying he was pointing at Roman when he was talking about taking everything away from him and all that crap. So, you know, there's all kinds of theories again. Yeah, so now we're back to the point of Rock's going to screw Roman, help Cody win the belt, then WrestleMania 41, Rock and Cody. I'm tapping out on this subject because. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, just the more that comes out, the more that they do, the more that they change. It just keeps leading me more towards Punk was going to win that. And yeah. his tricep kind of screwed up their plans. <clears throat> well, they, pro- they probably had some kind of storyline in place for The Rock to screw over CM Punk again or something like that. And, you know, but yeah, it is what it is. It changes. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Well, we'll see. We're about 50-some-odd <clears throat> days away from WrestleMania, so time will tell. But uh, the Vince McMahon story is getting a little more traction these days. But we won't get into that. Yeah, we'll just let them dwindle and die on their own. So, any new trailers? Yeah, I unfortunately found this Godzilla. I don't know how to say it. X-Kong. Times Kong and Kong, uh, New Empire movie trailer, and yeah. by God, it's they uh they uh really they're uh <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's kind of I don't know just yeah too far. It kind of like I can picture. Godzilla being John C. Riley and King Kong being Will Ferrell and you know, we just become best friends. Yup. <laughs> when I saw the karate in the garage. When I saw the mechanical arm on King Kong. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and then the was, baby. For a second, I thought like they just mislabeled the Transformers trailer yeah, when it first started. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm not yeah. a fan of the King Kong or the Godzilla movie, so. I was out instantly, but we watched it. We covered it. Well, to go back to a text message conversation about the whole multiverse thing, you got to be careful. Uh, Godzilla is canon in the MCU because he had a bunch of Marvel printed. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Comic books back in the day. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. He'll get Godzilla versus Iron Man. Mechanical Godzilla, uh, Mechanical King Kong. Um, speaking of the MCU, that goes moves into our next topic, our new segment, oh. trivia. Mm. So last week you were correct with Poltergeist. Yeah. Mm. For this week's question, not like being put on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Despite being <sighs> named End Endgame. It was not, in fact, the final film in the Marvel's Phase 3 of MCU films. What was the final film in this in this series of superhero movies? Phase 3, what was the final movie in the Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't know the next movie was. I don't know if I watched the next movie. 
Um, because, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, now you have to wait till next week to find out. It is probably. Take a stab. It's probably that Spider Man movie. Which one? I don't know. No, because that started off. Yeah, it was about a phase four. I don't fucking remember. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I watched the next movie after that. I think you might have, but I'll tell you off air, and then we'll reveal it next week. So, all right, what have you watched this week? Uh, Fifty First Dates. Um. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. And uh, Wedding Crashers. Oh. So I also watched Fifty First Dates. I watched uh, Freaky. Have you seen that with Vince Vaughn? You should watch it. It's it's funny. Vince Vaughn playing a 16-year-old girl. Hilarious. And I... uh, Today I watched The Dentist. I haven't seen that since we probably watched it years ago. Probably. But, yeah, that's it. That's all I watched this week. Um, <laughs> well, now it's time for the feature presentation. So tell me, how's Hawaii? I met this guy. It was the best week of my life. When I asked for his phone number, he told me he's married. Gay. Straight. Henry Roth. Why didn't you tell me you were a secret agent? I'm afraid that's not an option, Lisa. Linda. I know, I changed your name for your protection. Dr. Henry Roth's best relationships were with his patients, and he wasn't looking to settle down. But one day, the unthinkable happened. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a dick. Are you staring at me or her? Because you're starting to freak me out. Lucy was in a terrible car accident. She lost her short-term memory. She won't remember him tomorrow. You and I are actually seeing each other. Don't worry, you're not gonna suffer any short-term memory loss, but was your head shaped like an egg before she hit you? Now, the guy who's afraid of commitment. I just want to try something that'll help her remember me. It's a videotape. During this reenactment, you will be played by Ula. Aloha! Sorry about your brain. <laughs> is going to extremes. Okay, pal, when she stops, just let her pet you and look cute. Okay, here she comes. Smile. Why is she not slowing down? Uh-oh. Oh, no! To get the girl. Do you have any idea who I am? I've never even met you. <laughs> Come on! Adam Sandler. It's gonna be all right, Luce. Don't call me Luce. I barely know you. Sweetie, you're sort of dating him. Sorry, I'm not better looking. Drew Barrymore. Okay, this is her. Pretend you're attacking me so she pulls over. What do you think you're doing? Come on over here. Take a pineapple. Help me, please. I'm dipping your big ass. Oh! Oh! Go! Oh! Oh! Enough, enough. Are you okay? Yes, okay, yes. I'll be right back. Hey, come no, here. no, 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 no. 50 first dates. Oh, Emperor is the color. 
Beach, and this week we are covering 50 First Dates, directed by Peter Siegel, had a box office of $198.5 million, and was released on February 13th, 2004, rated PG-13, has a runtime of one hour and 43 minutes, and is currently streaming on Stars with subscription, as well as purchases on all streaming sites. Our cast characters we have Adam Sandler as Henry Roth, Drew Barrymore as Lucy Whitmore, Rob Schneider as Ula, Sean Astin as Doug Whitmore, Blake Clark as Marlon Whitmore, Dan Aykroyd as Dr. Joseph Keats, Amy Hill as Sue, Alan Covert as Ten Second Tom. Missy Pyle as Noreen and Maya Rudolph as Stacy. Woo! All right. What did you think of the movie? I know you said you've never watched the whole thing through. I, I haven't watched the whole thing through, and watching the whole thing through reminded me why. It is a fairly boring movie for me. Really? Yeah. I, I like it. Know. I I don't really like Drew Barrymore anyway. Really? Um, yeah, no. Uh, eh, there's so many better people they could have used. Uh, <laughs> well, I think um, they were kind of capitalizing off of the wedding singer. and. It, yeah, I know. But still, even for wedding singer, they should use somebody else. Um, nepotism, yay! Uh, but, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it has its points where it's typical Adam Sandler. Um, yeah. And mostly, you know, his character. It is Adam Sandler. Um, but I mean, I like, there's parts of this that are just straight up wrong, and there's you know, reality. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Henry Roth for a moment. So, we have a guy living in Hawaii who seduces these women time and time again, you know, gives them the thrill of a lifetime while in Hawaii. We find out that he tells them that they're drinking alcohol and that they're drunk, so they'd cut loose a little more, but not really losing their inhibitions. And then he ends up falling for a local which would be Drew Barrymore. All right, I got to ask, how many times have you tried that? <laughs> you know, I have to say, <laughs> not not once, but... Twice? No, <laughs> I've never tried it, but it's it's smart. You know, if I lived on Hawaii, I'd probably be doing the same thing, but... Yeah, probably. You, you know, that. when the movie opens and all these women are telling the same story, oh, and then I met him and he was this, and... Henry Roth, Henry Roth, and then you, you see him like present day. He's talking to that girl, and he's like, "Oh, shlemmadimadim ding dong, cover's blown," and he fucking hops on a jet ski to get away. I wish it was that easy sometimes. Yeah, see, that's you know, it's like at first it kind of starts off all kind of like, yeah, it's like. All right, we're gonna have this, you know, ladies' man and all this shit, and then he pulls that kind of shit. 
Yeah. Like that's that that's two separate people described at the beginning of the movie. Like the, the guy that those girls are talking about is not the guy that pulls some kind of stupid shit like that to get out of it. But you he pulls I mean? he pulls that kind of shit all the time with him. But not not I no, like you know, like you would expect him no, he would leave them, you know, it's their last night there. So it's not him leaving, it's them leaving. Yeah. So when he's faced with this last second, you know, it's that that like that's not the kind of move you would expect him to hop yeah. on a fucking jet ski kind of bullshit like that. Well, it would have to be better than that. But again, it's an Adam Sandler movie. And just the fact that that guy was riding by on a jet ski and he hops on and he's like, oh, what the fuck? And he's, he's like, huh? Are you nuts? And they hurt. Just keep driving. So, and now let's talk about a friend of his, Ula, played by Rob Schneider. Mm, yes. Another of the recurring characters. <laughs> what, else, what else has he been in? Hey, he's always that sidekick, though. You know. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant like you know, the character. Ryan and Big Daddy's the delivery guy. You know, he, he granted, like you know, uh, Waterboy. He's got more like a little side character, but I mean, he's still the same. Yeah, a same weird, weird talking thing. like you know. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and but you know. Ula is a local, likes to play with sharks, gets eaten by sharks all the time, and has five kids that are clearly smarter than he is. That's how that goes. Sorry, kids just got home. Yeah. Um, so, Henry Ross' real job is uh, he's a marine biologist at an aquarium. Sea Life Park. Sea Life Park. And he has a friend, Jocko the Walrus, who plays a very pivoted role in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you feel about Jocko? I mean, every, every one of these movies that's got the main character working around animals, they have to have that one... That one that they have that special connection with and all that, and, you know. So here it's a walrus, which I mean, it kind of it goes in line with the kind of the Adam Sandler style. Yeah, kind of slapsticky, funny. Like when they're playing the prank Adam where animal. he uh, is can't breathe in the the man thing there, whatever she is, sticks her hand in his throat and he. Vomits all over. Mm -hmm. That's what she gets for eating my sandwich. <laughs> so. Um, so Henry's planning his trip around the Arctic to study walruses and the natural habitat. I didn't know walruses were in Antarctica, like in the ice. But. What do I know? They are where it's cold and. Lots of sea lions over here. So. But while out traveling on his boat, he breaks down and goes to the um, 
wiki uh what the hell was it called the haluko cafe where he meets that big dude um oh see he didn't space it properly from oh. brown as nick yes where he meets <laughs> nick and sue oh that's sue's husband i thought it was her son but um big old samoan guy and she's like oh what did you have for breakfast and he was like peanut butter cups and then he's like hey you want me to cut up the peanut butter cups with spam you know but and that's uh, where he, yeah and that's where spam. he i would know i never went was supposed to go I, but never went i haven't either still a little bitter a lot about of people that. here from hawaii oh yeah I could call Mark and Jesse. They've both been there. And Sarah. They've all been there. I'm not bitter no, or anything. No. no, not John. Be glad. It's fucking expensive. Motherfucker, I went to Iraq instead. <laughs> Two years in Hawaii, a year in Iraq. Well, it was an experience I will never forget. There you go. But tell me you told tell me you laughed at the old man that's sitting at the restaurant. Yeah, when I was paying attention to him. <laughs> well sorry, it's hard to pay attention to movies that lose like this. Yeah. Like I just I'm not a rom com person anyway. And when it's more rom than com, my attention went just elsewhere. Well, Henry falls in love with Lucy. Uh, he meets Lucy and helps her with her little door and they hit it off and says, will you meet me for breakfast tomorrow? He says, yeah. He shows up the next day. She wants no part of him. Flips the fuck out. Crazy. So now we've learned that she has a brain injury from a car accident a year earlier and every day her father will put out a paper from that day and she think Lucy thinks it's his birthday. Um, I think it was all just a ploy by her father to get birthday cake every day. Oh, yeah, because that's what you want to do every day for a year. Oh, Watch the same, same football game every day. Live this life. Some people but, do. Some oh. people do. I don't think... Oh, weird fucking people out there. I don't think Marlon was into that. So let's talk about Marlon and um, Doug. Oh, boy. Sean Aston. Boy, oh, boy. Still wets the bed. Well, steroids will do that. Shrink your dinky. Tested positive during uh, a Mr. Hawaii bodybuilding competition. Walks around in shirts with no holes in them. No, nothing but holes in them. He needs to get a shirt with no holes in them. Yeah. Um, so we learned more about this accident. Uh Marlon and Lucy were going to pick out a pineapple for his birthday. A stray cow runs out to the road. He swerves. 
hits a tree, and she ends up hitting her head. Yep. And loses her shirt short-term memory. Uh, the connection from short-term to long-term memory. So they tell uh, Henry just kind of stay away, whatever. But some of the creative ways that he tries to meet her every day, you know, the sacrificing a penguin. Oh yeah, yeah, that was scary. I was nervous for that one. Uh, having Ula kick the shit out of him, and <laughs> Lucy ends up kicking his ass, which was kind of funny. And uh, pretending to be a road worker, closing the road so they can talk. And then he becomes, he ties himself up, sits in the back of the truck, and Marlon and Doug show up and say, you know, come to the house. And that's when they kind of realize that on days that she meets Henry, she sings, wouldn't it be nice by the Beach Boys? Well, painting. <laughs> <laughs> but but then they learn that he's planning this trip and you know he's fallen in love but now he doesn't know if he's gonna go and but then she finds out yeah bum, 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 which uh I mean why didn't they just fucking tell her from the beginning <laughs> Imagine being told that every day. You find out that it's like a year later. Like, I mean, it's better than her finding out on her own by accident. Well, it turns out that she suffered from Goldfield Syndrome. And they take her to the Callahan Institute, spon sponsored by Callahan Autos out of Sandusky, Ohio. And the owner, T.B. Callahan, which would be a reference to what movie... Tommy boy. Sorry, I was just looking up uh, it, it, it just for your reference that it's not a syndrome. That's what they said. Huh. Goldfield, yeah, it's not, 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 that's not real. Not it's not real. Uh -huh. No. Like, well, if you hurts. Google it, it pulls up, I think the article says that it's not a real thing. It first came up in 2004 as 51st dates. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there goes my childhood out the window. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but while there, they meet 10 Second Tom, played by Alan Covert. You must have been mad at him for stealing your nickname, 10 Second Johnny. What are you talking about? I know it's it's not the same ten seconds, but oh, you're <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah, it took you a minute. Oh, you are so funny. Somebody's got to be. Jackass! Why do I hate you so much? It's entertainment, John. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, you threw me off now. 
so so Lucy realizes what's going on. They uh, Henry makes a video kind of showing her what's going on. Kind of fucked up that they put the Red Sox won the World Series. Just kidding. But 2004, they won the World Series. So, um, you know, and they date for a while, and she's like, well, I don't know you. And he's like, well, you know, kind of your boyfriend. And she writes in a journal every night to kind of remember what happens that day. And she decides that since he wants to go on this big trip, why not just erase him from her memory so she'll forget? Well, that's actually really funny considering Fever Pitch comes out in 2005 and she's in that. So that's that's a fun, like, so they must have known that she was going to be in that movie and that she was filming it when they were making this movie. Because that's oh. just too funny of a reference for it to throw in there. I mean, I know that you know, he's from Boston, but he's a Yankees fan, not a Red Sox fan. He's a traitor. Yeah, he is. So. But. So. It's funny. So. They. You know, she she goes and works at the uh, Callahan Institute. He goes out on his big cruise or his big trip, but Marlon and Doug stop by and give him a gift, which ah, turns I out. Right. God damn it. What? Nothing. Oh. Um, gives him a gift, which ends ah. up being the Beach Boys CD. And next thing he's crying, listening to Wouldn't It Be Nice. Um, so he turns around thinking that this is maybe a sign that she remembers him. Even just a little bit. And he shows up at the Callahan Institute, and there we have uh, Dante. I can't remember his last name. But he's in all Adam Sandler's movies, much like... Uh, Colbert. Yeah, Alan Colbert. And, and the guy goes, well, what's your name? And he's like, uh... uh and Dante's like, dude, he's got a brain injury. He can't remember. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out that Lucy has been painting Henry from her dreams every night. Mm-hmm. So she does remember him. Then you go to the, the next scene, and it's Drew Barrymore waking up with a tape saying, play me, plays the tape. It shows the day they got married and all the stuff that's happened between now and then. And then, you know, put a coat on, it's cold outside and they go outside and Marlon and Henry and their daughter, who was like five now. Yeah, um, they fast forward. Yeah. Uh, they're all on the boat and there we have our happy ending. But like, that's a lot of work. Do you think you have it in you to win somebody over every day? No. Not just not, like not and like work yeah. and do everything else. You know, not not to that extent, no. 
Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I could. I mean, unless I truly, 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 truly like love that person, I'd probably do it. But that's a lot of work, man. I, I can't even remember shit myself. Well, Anybody that dates me might have to stop making a tape for me every day. I tend to attract people who can't remember shit. <laughs> Fuck you, all right? I can't help it. I, I remember everything. Everybody else around me can't remember shit. Well, isn't that special? Yeah, sometimes. I trust but, myself. So, a couple facts about the movie. Uh, the diner where Lucy has her breakfast every morning was originally a house that was remodeled for the movie. It is located on a macadamia nut farm on the eastern side of Oahu. It is the same house that was used in 2003's Tears of the Sun and scenes from Jurassic Park were filmed in the open fields nearby. Um, of course, uh, Jackie Sandler has a cameo in the beginning as the dentist, and the lady in the chair was Linda Siegel, Peter Siegel's wife, who is a dentist in real life. Okay. As you said, Goldfield Syndrome is entirely fictional. Um, falling asleep has nothing to do with the condition of the true anterograde amnesia affects either short-term memory, which can last minutes or seconds, or immediate-term memory, which can last for days and weeks. I think I suffer from anterograde amnesia for intermediate term because I can't remember what the fuck I did a week ago. Do you think you could handle living with this syndrome if it was real? I don't know. Would I know if I wasn't? No. You No, you wouldn't know, but you go to sleep every night, and then you wake up, and you're like, oh, whoa. It's this day. How do I know? If I immediately forget that I've already lived that day, then no, I wouldn't. I, yeah. I wouldn't care. It's yeah. kind of one of those, if you don't know, Ignorance is bliss, baby. Yeah, that's true. So this Would movie... you want to know? I don't know. Would you want to be reminded every day that you need to be reminded every day? Yeah, why not? I mean, that is a lot of what you do. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. So. <laughs> um, but this movie was dedicated to Adam Sandler's father, Stan Sandler, San, San, Stan Sandler, <laughs> who died while this movie was in production. And ironically, um, I believe it was over Christmas, my father was stating that it was one of his favorite movies, and he does not take me as a romantic comedy kind of guy. Hmm. Maybe he just likes the penguin. Oh, the walrus. But reminds me. <laughs> but we do learn that Jocko the walrus is a pimp, and he has five girlfriends or four girlfriends, oh. three, whatever it is. So, Animals, maybe. yeah. Animals do wow. What would have kept you more invested in this movie? More comedy? Yeah, probably. 
I just wasn't really invested in it. It's a silly kind of premise, and it's just, I don't know. It's the, I guess it is, it, it's the kind of movie you tend to only pull out for certain certain events and certain needs. Hibbity-dibbity. 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 Unfortunately, this one only just leads to sleeping. Yes. So how about the runtime? One hour, 43 minutes. Too long. <laughs> for me, yes. I thought I thought it was right on point. We got everything that... It, it proved it showed everything you needed to see you know you didn't sit through the wedding you didn't sit through the childbirth or her waking i mean it would have been interesting to see her waking up every day with this big fat belly and freaking out but um yeah how do they explain that every day all right so uh six months ago we did the hibbity dibbity and uh i put a baby in you and you're pregnant so just don't worry, you'll forget about it later. Okay, what was your overall opinion of the movie? I mean, again, it's not really my cup of tea. So, uh, I mean, I suppose it's, it's it's good for what it is, but kind of too sappy and not as funny as I was hope as I would hope for. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. Hunter enjoyed the parts that he saw. He fell asleep, but... Ha! See? Hunter agrees. <laughs> he had a busy day, man. He was running a bar all day. Leave it to my kid to start running a bar in the fucking bar room. Um, how about the concept of the movie? Do you think this is something that could be made up today? No, I, I think that there's too many... Too much with the mental illness. Yeah. We would not like that. I mean, if it was a real like disease, I think bringing awareness to it would be good. But um, so this was the third movie or the second of three that Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler worked together. The first being The Wedding Singer, and the third being Blended, which was by far the worst of the three. I, you know, I rate it one, two, three as in Wedding Singer. Um, 51st dates then blended but i'm sure you haven't seen blended so i don't know so all right i do I, not know i think that wraps up 51st dates um you want to do ratings what is your rating sir i give it three and three quarters Oof. I'm going to go two and a half. Clean 50%. IMDb is going to go 6.8. Rock Tomatoes is going to agree with me, about 45%. Letterbox 3.2 out of 5. And now next week, we will be covering a classic. The 40th anniversary of Police Academy, starring Steve Gutenberg, Michael Winslow, Bubba Smith, and a whole bunch more. Yes. I can't wait till we get to Mission to Moscow. <clears throat> well, 
It's a short one today, but that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for joining us today. Before we go, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media and stay up to date with future episodes and join the conversation. You can find us on Twitter slash X at the Movie Bar Pod and on Instagram at the Movie Bar Podcast and on YouTube and TikTok at the Movie Bar Pod and the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. Tag us, share your favorite movie moments, suggest films you'd love for us to cover next. Have a film suggestion or just want to say hello? Drop us email themoviebar at outlook.com. Until next time, keep the popcorn popping and the reels rolling. Catch you next week on the feature presentation presented by the movie bar. Aloha.